It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. There are certain things in life that we do not share, ever, ever. Certain things that are yours that no one else is allowed to use. And they put together a list because there's a lot of things that we're not going to share in the future. Might not even share handshakes or hugs. Weird, right? It's all fist bumps and elbow bumps, maybe even. I'm guessing I had an elbow bump the other day and it was weird, <laughs> weird. but I did it because they seemed excited to do it. Sure. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's okay. different. But let's talk about the things that we never share. What do you think is more personal in that you won't share it? Toothbrush or underwear? Uh, toothbrush grosses me out more than underwear would. I mean, not that I'm saying underwear is okay. I'm just saying if you had to give me a choice, it's the number one for me, toothbrush. Nasty. Okay, let me give you a scenario, a hypothetical. You are going on vacation and they lost your suitcase and your husband's suitcase is there. You can only use one, his toothbrush or wear his underwear. <laughs> I'll, I'd rather wear his underwear. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes, I uh, 100% would rather wear his underwear. Yes. Uh, underwear is the top thing that we will never share. Underwear beat out toothbrush. You know, it's funny because there's a lot of people who think using someone else's toothbrush isn't a big deal. They'll say, oh, it's clean. And as long as you rinse it off and everything before and afterwards, there's no risk. Me personally, I can't. That toothbrush needs to be mine. It only goes in my mouth and That's it only gross. touches these teeth. It's so gross, man. The plaque and the gunk and the buildup, you're willingly put... And I know there's couples out there because we've had this discussion before and people got quite defensive. But I think it's nasty. You didn't. You never share a toothbrush. I'd rather just take the toothpaste on my finger and brush my teeth with my finger than use anyone else's toothbrush in the world. No. Underwear is number one. Toothbrush is number two. Three is your razor. Yeah, I kind of take it personally if I see somebody using my razor. If, for example, I were to walk into the bathroom and my girlfriend were shaving her legs with my razor, I would probably throw that razor out. No, we do not share razors. Huh. All right. Having said that, if I needed to shave and I did not have any blades and her razor was right there, I might do it. But it's got to be a real desperate situation. Oh, wow. Four, social media passwords. Yeah, you don't share your passwords with anybody, do you? No, uh, no. Um, the only like shared passwords are like the ones that we that we do share, like Netflix and stuff like that. Bathrooms, like showering when someone else is in the bathroom, using the bathroom. Oh, no yeah. No sharing the bathrooms. That was number five on this survey of thousands of people. Pajamas. That seems like a weird one. I guess I really don't care if somebody wants to wear my if I have to share pajamas. If I'm having a sleepover and they don't have any, you're welcome weird. to use my pajamas. Do you know how many times that I've grabbed my husband's shirt or hoodie or shorts or any of that? I've done it before. I have. Your phone password was number seven, followed by your bank account information. Yes, our phone and Instagram passwords are a higher priority than our banking info. You are less likely to share your social media password or your phone password than your bank account information. Interesting. Number nine is towel. Okay, I got a weird thing about towels. I, I can't. I, I don't want to use somebody else's. I don't want them to use mine. Towel is a very personal thing because that's one of the few things that touches every part of your body. It's true. You got to ask yourself if you want to use someone else's towel. But if it's an emergency situation... You get out of the shower, let's say that your girlfriend, it's your girlfriend. She was in the shower before you and she used the towel. She left it there to dry. You have no other options 
but to either drip dry or use that. Would you use that? I think I'm dripping, Kat. You're you're not I dripping over dri- using or we're just dabbing. You're just not going to give that little dab here and there. No. I will do a good hearty oh, shake like lie. I've seen the dog you do so many times. You lie like a rug. It works very effectively. I doth not believe you. Shake it till it's dry. That's all you can do. Uh, number 10 is your t-shirts. Uh, seems like a weird thing to not want to share, but if it's yours, it's yours. So, all right, fine. You've probably worn it. You just admitted you've worn your husband's shirts before. Of course. Are you kidding me? I do it. I steal his stuff all the time. I steal his stuff all the time. Yeah. It's comfortable and it smells nice like him. Why so do I girls like it. do that? Why because do it's that? a comfort thing. You could, comfort you should be thing. thankful if girls do. That means that they want your they want your presence around them. They want to smell you a little bit. It's nice and comfortable. How do I know they don't just want my t-shirt? Yeah, they could just want your teeth. <laughs> well, I used to have a cool hoodie. Not anymore. They're calling this a spectacular passive-aggressive revenge. Here's the scenario. Woman's waiting in line at the drive-thru. Think of the last time you were at a drive-thru. Sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. Sometimes people behind you get impatient and they start honking. And it's hard to tell. Are they honking at me or are they honking at the restaurant? It's really loud because there's a building right up against us and it's echoing and I don't like this honking that's going on here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This was a McDonald's that this happened at. So the woman decided, here's how I get my revenge. She went up, paid for her order, took her food. Then she paid again and took the food. She drove away, waved and mouthed, thank you. So when the person who honked got up to the window, no, it wasn't a matter of of uh, somebody paid for your food for you. Somebody paid for and took your order. That person had to start uh, all uh, over again, ordering, waiting, they paying. Didn't. There's no way that did we know if the person ended up staying and actually ordering and sat around waiting after all that happened. I don't know. (laughs) I do know that the person who did this spectacular passive-aggressive revenge, after they waved and said thank you, held up both receipts and drove away. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What's the opposite of a Karen? (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. We all remember the stories. For a while, people trying to get their 15 seconds of fame on social media would go into a grocery store, for example, lick the ice cream. Mm. Remember that dark period that we lived in? Yeah, yeah. I, I try to forget it, but yes. There's a new spin on this one. I'm going to take you to Massachusetts now. A 34-year-old man, his name is Billy Smith, went into a grocery store last week. Someone saw him taking out containers, yes, plural, of almond milk off the shelves, mm-hmm. opening them up, Uh huh. unzipping his zipper. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't say it. No, don't tell me. And peeing in the almond milk. No, why? What did the he almonds then, do to you? He then put them back on the shelves no. and took off. Now, fortunately, a security guard got his license plate. Police found him the next day. They arrested him on charges of attempted poisoning, disorderly conduct, Mm -hmm. and vandalizing property. There's no word on why 
He tried to relieve himself in the almond milk. My biggest question is, would you be able to tell? <laughs> you're you're one of those, huh? What did the almond milk do to anybody? Come on, just leave it. Don't if you don't like it, don't buy it. Just leave right. it alone. But he wanted to ruin it for everybody. Maybe he's a disgruntled Damn. dairy farmer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if those charge if I ran if I ran things, there would just simply be a charge of you nasty. And that would be a charge all in its own, just because you did something gross. Yes, all those other things will apply, but you also just get an additional charge because you nasty. Yeah, the you nasty charge. The you nasty charge, and it goes to a special fund. And what that fund goes towards, I don't know. I'm still contemplating the whole thing because I'm coming up with it as I speak. But I think that the you nasty charge could be a nice uh, a boost for those who aren't nasty. The, and it could go toward maybe the almond milk farmers. What about them, huh? <laughs> maybe, th- <laughs> maybe they get the, that money in particular. You don't even want to know how they water <laughs> almonds, by the way. You don't even want to know. The, mil- the almond nipple is a hard one to extract from, okay? <laughs> it's Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what dad really wants this year? <laughs> you tell me, Scott. Tell me. An ice cold beer was number one. Number two was a juicy steak dinner, followed by a glass of whiskey, a phone call from the family, a little peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't mind a little bit of tech, like a new phone or a TV. Wants to be able to watch whatever he wants on TV. Right. He wants to be left alone to sleep in. He wants sports back on TV. One in no, five dads do. Of course. <laughs> of course. Now, there's not much we can control about that, man. Give us a break. Just missing out on the top 10, but still worth mentioning. About one in five dads want a cheaper practical gift. That could be tools or socks or something like that. Oh, I'm shocked that a Father's Day special by John Legend didn't make the cut. Is that what you're telling me? You know, maybe that was 12. I've only got the top 11 okay. here. All right, fair. They figured out that we start to become our dad around the age of 37 years old. Would you say that's true? I know yeah. your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you're very you're very much like your dad. He's a beauty. He's a beaut. Yeah. 68% of those surveyed said they feel more like their dad with every passing year. Mm. So here's the top traits that we got from our dad. Number one, we take grilling very, very seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dad's the grill guy, right? Mm -hmm. Until you take over as the grill person. Repairing things is better than buying new things. 35%. I think that just kind of comes with uh, the money restraints. Sure. That kick in when you get a little bit older. I'm not surprised that that made the list. Uh, There's a lot of things that I typically would have just thrown out and bought a new one. But yeah, now if I can fix it, I'm going to fix it. Yeah, there's also an I can do this kind of aspect to it too, right? Yeah, financially, but also like I can fix this. Hang on a second. Give me a screwdriver. Give me give me 10 minutes. I can fix this. Give me a screwdriver in 10 minutes and I'm good. (laughs) Getting really into corny jokes or dad jokes. Oh my gosh, yes. As you get older, they get funnier, right? It's true. (laughs) Telling your kids to ask their mother for about one in four. Yeah, okay. That still happens all the time, eh? Falling asleep on the couch with a game on for about one in four. Grunt when you get off the couch. Hey, maybe that's how I know I'm becoming my dad because I do that all the time now. 
right, I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> and you make the announcement, I'm yep. up, as I'm if up. nobody else can see you. Everybody else needs to hear it. I'm up. Here we go. <laughs> Muting the commercials is another trait that you develop of dads as you get older. Love of mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. liking it when people touch the thermostat. <laughs> That's so me. I like that. And finishing everyone else's plate at a restaurant. Wow, you're not going to eat that? That's perfectly good. I'll eat that. Give it over here. My money. (laughs) Give me that. We're paying for this. (laughs) (laughs) You eat that bread. (laughs) Eat the pits from the olives. We're getting our money's worth here. That chicken wing is not finished. Hand that over. (laughs) A lot more meat on there. Get it. Are you uh, very, very diligent about your mouth routine when it comes to cleaning it? Brush, uh, floss, mouthwash? I am. I Yes, absolutely. Or else I'll hear it from my dentist down the road. Yes, absolutely. Did you know that there's a specific order that you're supposed to do it in? You know what? I never knew that there was an actual order. I'd never heard that, but I have my own order. And I don't know if I'm doing it right or not. They There is a specific order. Clarified on TikTok, of course, but that's good because then a lot of people will know it. This should put the dental industry out of business when we tell you the proper way to do it. <laughs> do you floss first? That's the first step, right? Fl- tell me it's floss first. Incorrect. Uh. Okay, go ahead. Enlighten us then. Most people do all three. They brush first, then floss, then they use mouthwash. The correct way is the exact opposite. You don't use mouthwash before you brush. You rinse with mouthwash first. If you do it last, it washes away the fluoride from your toothpaste. Well, why didn't nobody tell us this until now? Why did it take until June 4th, 2020 for us to find this information out? You want that fluoride to stay in there to prevent tooth decay. So, rinse with mouthwash first. Second, floss. Not the dance either. If you're already doing it before you brush, you're doing that part right. Then you brush your teeth. If you do it before you floss, some of the food particles that were between your teeth might still be in your mouth. So they say brushing last is the best way to get it done. Mm. And of course, you finish it off by rinsing your mouth out with water. And then you have yourself basically a condescending lecture proof mouth from your dental hygienist there you go you wipe your chin you smile at yourself in the mirror those are the final final steps i have the same conversation every time i go to see the dentist for a cleaning and i haven't had a cavity or anything like that in years but i always go for my cleaning like most of us do and every single time oh red wine i i see you like red wine Thank you. Yes, yes. Okay, well, we'll just take care of that thing for you. Thanks for noticing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We probably could make the hygienist's life a lot easier by doing this. However, um, if you choose to do it in the opposite order, you're just uh, creating work for them. And you know what? Nobody wants extra work when they get to the office. So, again, rinse first, floss Brush your teeth last. Dentists are starting to reopen now, right? Yes, they are. Yes. Uh, They're looking a lot different, but but they are reopening. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. She doesn't want to see the red wine now. (laughs) It's been a long time. Do you know how many people are going to walk in with that scenario? Red wine and coffee. That's pretty much all I've had for the last three months. 
Cigarettes, cigars, like just about anything that could be bad for you, people have been doing for the last two months. You don't even want to know what I put in my mouth during this quarantine period, so good luck. (laughs) Maybe you would be able to clarify this for me. When Kanye says he's putting out a new line of basically skincare products and and self-help type products, isn't that in direct conflict with how his wife makes her money? You know what? That That's one way to look at it. Yes, absolutely. One way is to be like, hey, I'm inspired by the way that my wife and her s- sisters, especially Kylie, have been making their money. Hmm, might be a good idea for me to do that. Uh, but in another way, yeah. Uh, now, that said, I mean, he's just filing to be able to create these products. We really don't know if they're going to be super geared toward men, for example. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Or maybe it's going to be a unisex thing. A lot of his clothing, he claims, is is unisex. So perhaps he will come out with a line of unisex, all of the above, right? The shaving cream, the masks, everything. Uh, okay. All right. Well, um, still an awkward conversation to have with your wife. Hey, you know how you made all that money? And, and your sisters made all that money in this specific area? Yeah. Make some room because I'm jumping in the pool. I know. Here we go. I think it's honestly just about money. Like, I really, truly do because it is such a lucrative. If you can get yourself, I mean, and you already have a name, right? You already have Yeezy and you already have a name. You're Kanye West. So, I mean, why not give it a shot? It is so lucrative if you come out with a, a good line. I, that said, I don't. Like, does he test him out on his wife? You know what I mean? Like, hey, can you give this a try? And would she lie to him? Be like, these are all terrible. You should stop immediately. <laughs> I don't know. It's very awkward. You're right. This could go either way. But I'm sure he doesn't care. He's just going to do it in the hopes that he makes some money. And he probably will. I think this is a Karen moment. I think oh, it's a hashtag Karen. 100% a Karen moment. It's a little more civil than a typical Karen that we're used to. But let's highlight Karen for a second. Woman. Captured in a bizarre video, scolding a mother for allowing her young son to drive a toy car without a license (laughs) in a California park. Uh, Okay. Yeah. This was captured on TikTok. Let's play the audio of this altercation. Listen to this. They're playing. That's what the park is for. I never saw a car in here before. It's a, it's a power wheel car, man. Bother me. What bothers me is you have a little kid in here that doesn't have a driver's license. He's just a little kid and you're not with him. It's not a real car. Is there anything to this? Should we be licensing children for their their power wheels? No, I mean that's stupid. Should you let your <laughs> Should you let your kid play with those? My daughter has one of those thingies. Do I ever let her play with it or would I ever let her play with it on a road? Like in the middle of the street, for example. No. And I think any good parent would agree, right? Yeah. I would think so. But if they're just driving the thing, this was this isn't a park? It was in a park in California. Okay, come on. Come on. Kid was driving away, mom was walking, and that's when Karen here walked up and wanted to know why she's letting her kid just drive around the park without a license. Oh, come on. Are are we supposed to take our kids down to Service Ontario for a... (laughs) Wait, shh, don't give them any ideas. (laughs) We spend enough money on that crap. Don't give them any ideas, please. 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 It's official. The OUA has canceled all sports and championships up through December 31st. That means no fall sports. Right. That means no homecoming this year. There's no Battle of Waterloo. There's no 
University football. Right. I believe University Lacrosse is affected by this. And part of the hockey season is going to be impacted I'm, too. I'm just, I, I get it, and they're doing what they they feel they need to do, and and that's fine. And it's hard for them to be able to put in protocols or even to to determine what's going to happen come September, October, right? But I do feel for like my cousin, for example, was supposed to start at Mac. He is a phenomenal football player. He was supposed to start on the team. He was so excited, and now that part kind of sucks. But in a way, at least they'll get to focus on their schoolwork. I, I don't know how many of them are excited about that. Right. But at least they can focus on the academic part. It's just uh, I do feel for those for the people that were supposed to be playing the sports because that's you know one of the main reasons why they enrolled there. Yeah, could this help or hurt? Do you think that with no sports they'll do better in school, or they're going to withdraw? I, uh, see, well, I th- I would hope, and I would think you got it. You got to be as positive as possible in that scenario. So focus on your academics because. At the end of the day, yeah, all the people that are playing football for all those universities you mentioned, it doesn't mean you're going to be in the NFL. Now, for some of them, they might be. Don't get me wrong. Some of them might actually make a lot of money one day doing it. But you also need to have that backup, which is why academics are very, very important. And those universities you all mentioned, for example, are fabulous universities academically. So why not put all the focus in your academic work? Also, you can still practice and you can still train on the side. You can still do all those things to get you ready for football when and if it launches in, let's say, January. But I would hope that not a lot of them just said peace out. Some of them might, though. Some of them are strictly there for the sports, and they don't want to take part in the academics. There's some people saying they don't want to go back in September at all. If it's not going to be the full in-class experience, they're not interested in spending that kind of money on it. Right, like regardless of whether they're in a sport or not. I'm wondering that, too. So the graduating classes, or even if you graduated last year, let's say you had a plan in place to be off for a year and just work. All your plans might be screwed up and you might think, ah, do I want to enroll in September? And I do hear enrollment numbers are down a lot uh, across the board. So that's probably people thinking, I don't want to spend all this money if I'm not getting that full in-class experience. And it is a question mark. You know, schools can't sit there and say, oh, for sure you're going to be in here. 100% you're going to be doing all the hands-on stuff if you're going into broadcasting, for example. Or you're going to be doing all the hands-on stuff, no problem. You can't say that. You can't guarantee that right now. So I kind of understand if people want to take a year off and and, and try dangerous. to make try to make some money. It's dangerous if you don't if you don't actually have intention to go to school. I took a year off between high school and college, and I I said I was going to go. And I remember getting flack for it. By the way, not for my parents. My parents were actually so supportive of me taking that year. But I wanted to work. I was waitressing and bartending, and I was making good money doing it. And I thought, if I can just slide into college not having any debt or needing OSAP, which I didn't, then I want to do it. I want to be comfortable. I want to spend money. I want a car. So I took that year. And I remember parents of my friends trying to scold me for that. And then guess what ended up happening? A lot of them ended up going to these programs, spending thousands of dollars because they were kind of forced to go to school, and they're not doing anything with it. So I kind of feel like I won that one at the end of the day. But that said, are there people that are going to take put a pause on school for the year and, and maybe not go back? Yeah, of course, that's always a possibility. And maybe it is dangerous for some people. But I also understand if that was me and I was planning to go to school in September, uh, would I enroll this year? I'm not quite sure. I just thought it was a weird decision to cancel it on the exact same day that they announced we're reopening. It just seemed very strange to to uh, they have two and a half months that they could 
have waited before they canceled the season. And I was, to be honest with you, I was looking forward to it. I don't know what it's going to be like in September. Maybe in hindsight, this will be the right decision, but maybe it won't be. Maybe in September, this is uh, not a serious concern, particularly here, where everybody, including the medical officer of health, seems to think it's... uh, not a big deal here. That's why we're reopening on Friday. It is an early announcement, isn't it? But there's also a lot of things at play here. You had people that were probably going to be traveling or moving in order to take these programs that might want to know now so they can focus on what they're going to do now without it. But I do agree with you. It does seem early, right? Or focus on trying to get into an American school where they will be playing. Right. And that's going to be a reality for some. I want to thank Ronnie who texted during this conversation to remind us that basketball, sorry, baseball and basketball and volleyball are yeah, also part of this. See, uh, uh, you know what? Play them in the spring. Play them in the spring. Let's have a football OUA season in the spring. That'd be a lot better than sitting outside on Black Friday watching a football game when it's like mm-hmm. two degrees outside. Mm-hmm. At least with your basketballs and your volleyball, if it's indoor, you can be indoor. So if it doesn't start right away, you can start it whenever you want. It is harder for those football players, though. Yeah, and those baseball players, too. Let's talk about this guy. He posted his story on Reddit. He wanted unbiased, anonymous feedback. He wants to know if he actually did anything wrong here. Because, as you will find out in this story, his mom thinks he did do something wrong. This happened at a bar in Toronto. Said it was a nice place. He was there with his boys. He saw this really hot girl. Decided to approach her. They talked. They danced. And he offered to buy her a drink. When they got to the bar... He ordered a beer, and he said to the bartender, give her whatever she wants. Whatever she wanted ended up being something he was not expecting. She asked the bartender for four double shots of 1942. That is likely uh, Don Julio Anaho Tequila. That's an expensive one. That is top shelf for sure. You can have any one of these. Smirnoff. (laughs) You can have uh, maybe Grey Goose if I'm feeling good. That's crazy. Who does that? Who does that? Uh, How about a rum and coke? No, no. No, you don't want want that? There's a Coors? Coors Light won't? No? Okay. So he asked her about it. And she said, I have to get around for my friends. No, you don't. And patted him on the back. No, you don't. Patted him on the back. No, no, no. So when when the bartender came back, he says he slapped a $10 bill on the table and told him she'd be covering the shots. And he walked away. Yes. She was pissed. Yeah. And started yelling the normal insults that you can expect someone would yell if they just got stuck with a bill. That's not the end of the story. As it turns out, this woman actually works for his mother she was showing the girl pictures of her son and she recognized him hey i know that guy i met him at such and such bar and he stuck me with a bill for four drinks so mom called her son and said he was a huge i can't say that word and told him to send Told him to send her $325, which is what it would have cost Shut with, up. with tips. No, mom. You know what? Moms are rarely wrong. This chick's the different the, 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 is the one. There it is. There's the wrong mom. Are you kidding me? 
How much are you paying that girl, too? Maybe you should think about paying her a little bit more if she didn't want to pony up for her girl's shots that cost that much money. That's ridiculous. So mom did weigh in on this, and she justifies that by saying that woman is a student. And because he's working full time, he could have paid for those drinks. Oh, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Don't get those kind of drinks. You knew exactly what you were ordering when you ordered it. You're ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, a rum and coke is one thing. And even, okay, can you buy one from a girl's ask first? Rude. And obviously, she's just there for the free drinks, and she was hoping to get something out of him. And look, there's guys out there that will do it, that will pony up all the money. You want a bottle for your girls? No problem. I'll buy you guys a bottle because I want to look like a baller and I want to get laid, right? That's exactly what, what it's it all is. about. Baller and laid. But in this particular case, the chick just orders four double shots, pats him on the back, and says, I need one for my girls too. Uh, bye, Biatch. I'm out the door. Nope. You Mm-mm. know, there is. Something to be said for buying a drink for somebody. It can be a really nice icebreaker. It can get the conversation started. Maybe take away some of the inhibitions. When she says, I also need a round for my girls. Um, okay, that's a huge red flag for me, but I wouldn't necessarily not do it. Text messages coming in 519-571-BEAT. I'm a 22-year-old guy. I'll buy a pretty girl a drink at the bar or club. But not for all her friends. And she thinks it's just going to happen. No way. See ya. Someone else texts, preach cat. 100% agree with cat on the drinks. She was going to take advantage of that guy. She's a student, this text says, and is familiar with 1942. Good chance she's done that before to another guy. Yeah, really? You, you, yeah, yeah, you would be uh, right. Probably did happen and probably expected it because it's happened and it's worked before. Hey, there's no shortage of people that make the night interesting by keeping track of who can score the group the most drinks yeah. or themselves the most drinks. And look, don't get me wrong. I, you know, we've all played the game in a small way, but this is extreme, right? We've all been like, sure, I'll accept your free drink. Thank you. And all due respect, I'm going to spend the rest of the night with my girls because that's what I want to do, right? You, you, you're nice about it. You're not ordering 300 and whatever dollars worth of shots. It's stupid. Do you feel bad for people that are actually named Karen? (laughs) You know what? That thought crossed my mind. The last story, actually, you just posted the video at scottandcat.ca I saw of the lady that coughed in the, was it a bagel shop or whatever? She was in New York, went into a bagel shop. She did not have a mask on and they tried to tell her, listen, to come in here, you need to have a mask. And she went ballistic. And coughed on someone. Yeah. Oh. That seems to be the new assault. That's right. And and she's a Karen, right? And she's, she's labeled a, a Karen. Karen. I feel for for Karens. And every now and again, I'll see a Brenda. Uh, they'll call them a Brenda, but it's mostly Karen. And I do feel bad for the nice people that are called Karen and Brenda. We should come up with a list of all the names that work for Karen situations. Brenda's one of them. Karen works. Uh, let's see here. There's got to be other ones. If you have a good one, let us know. 519-571-B. Text it to us. You just want to rotate them? Are you thinking that going forward we should at least rotate so it's not all on Karen? Well, in the name of accuracy, I don't want people to think that there's really like one Karen out there that's basically creating a path of destruction <laughs> and phoning police for stupid reasons. How is she in every place at every time, this Karen? <laughs> She's magic. There are a lot of nominations, if you will, coming in for different names. Can I test some of these out on you? You tell me yay or nay? Sure. The test has got to be, you've got to be able to say it really disgusted like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, Deborah. Deborah. Or like a Ooh. Debbie, maybe. Like, uh, easy Debbie. <laughs> yeah? Does that work? Stop being such a Deborah, Debbie. Okay, what about this one? Easy Susan. Okay, Susan. Susan. Yes. By the way, if your name is Susan, don't worry. We're not making a full proclamation right not now. So you, nope. you don't need to direct hey, angry texts here. No, no, no. We're just spitballing here. We're just, we're all brainstorming together. We're trying to make the system more efficient. If there's more than one Karen. Several people. Several people nominated Carol. Carol. Carol Baskin. Because <laughs> we can all agree there's a little bit of an association there. Carol. Okay, Carol. Mm-hmm. You think that could work? It works. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Carol. Nah, I don't know. Maybe we need... I think it needs more syllables. I, I don't think it's perfect. Okay. I think okay. it's good, but I don't think it's perfect. Right. What else can we use? How about this then? Barbara. Barbara. Easy Barbara. Oh, are you going to call the cops, Barbara? Hmm. You want to speak to the manager, Barbara? <laughs> Brandon nominating Eleanor. Eleanor. I don't know if that Ooh. one works as well, just because there's not as many Eleanors. It's a little wordy. Right, little wordy. right, right. Okay, what about a Sharon? Sharon's a Sharon. good one. Sharon and Karen rhyme. Yeah, Sharon would have that, can I speak to the manager haircut too, wouldn't she? Sure she would. Maybe. Hey, listen, if there is two Karens in one spot, just to distinguish between the two of them, you get Sharon and Karen. Sharon, That's a good one. Karen. <laughs> the Sarah, a nomination for Sarah. Okay, Sarah. I don't know, man. I know a lot of Sarahs. They're very nice people. Here's a suggestion from Laura who would like to recommend Sally. Sally. Hey, Sally. Why don't you come to Sally's? Oh, yeah. You can really put the emphasis on Sally. Quit being such a Sally. Sally is sometimes used, though, for guys who need to man up in certain situations. So I don't know if we want to cross-contaminate. That's already got a good use. Uh, maybe. I, I'm not ruling it out at, at this point yet. Okay. Someone who works in customer service wants to weigh in. Are you interested in what this uh-huh. person in customer service specifically says? Well, they're the experts. They hear from the Karens on a regular basis. <laughs> sure they do. But they have new nominations here. They say, I work in customer service. I can confidently add Susan and Judy to the Karen list. Susan and Judy. Barbara and Wendy, high up there, but not Karen, <laughs> Susan, and Judy level. Uh, well, you were out. Uh, Wendy called. She'd like to speak to the manager. Yeah, Judy says she's not impressed. Call her back. <laughs> Half of us have a kink. They want to try with their partner, but haven't brought it up. 2,000 people were surveyed. They found it takes an average of three months to feel comfortable enough in your relationship to bring up personal interests in the bedroom to your partner. The top reason people wait, 40% haven't brought up what they're really into because they're worried their partner will leave. About the same amount are wow. worried about being judged. How bad Which spawns the question, what are you into? How bad could it be if you're afraid that they're just going to be like, well, it's been a fun 10 years, but I'm out of here. <laughs> like, really? They found open communication is essential, especially when trying something new. 41% have been asked to try something that made them feel uncomfortable. 41%. So maybe you were right to be a little skeptical about whether or not you should bring that up to your partner. Well, here's the thing. 
Is that how you bring it up? Sit him down? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) I don't know how you bring that up. But 41% say they've been asked to do something uncomfortable. You know how we do that there? I'd like to instead do this there. How does that make you feel? There? What? There? But how do you no, how do you possibly no. do that? 85% were comfortable letting their partner know they felt uneasy. And 25% said they eventually gave in and tried it. Oh, well, we're making progress then. <laughs> you can see the evolution of how this is going. You know, five tequila shots later, I was like, yeah, okay, let's just do that. 75% say they are comfortable letting their partner know when they are not satisfied in the bedroom. 75% say they have no problem saying, you, hey, yeah, yeah, fix it, fix it. Am I being cryptic enough? Yes, I think so. I, I think okay. you're okay. Okay. I'm okay. trying. Yeah. I'm making a concerted effort. Good, good, good. We need that. Do you tell them? or not to tell them. There's a lot of people who are wrestling with that question. Hmm, I really want to do something. I really like that particular thing. But if I do, they'll leave. Maybe we should all have a practice person that we have the conversation on. Maybe it's a buddy. <laughs> That's awkward. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> just pick anybody. Maybe that your best friend. Oh, so awkward. Hey, can I just run something by you that I'm going to say to my partner? Great. <laughs> See, I really like this one thing, but I don't know how to tell him. So I'm going to tell you and I will decide if I tell him based on the look on your face when I tell you. It involves a lampshade and a bottle of Listerine. Hear me out. (laughs) Hang on. Don't leave. Hang on. Hear me out. A dedicated cosplayer in Maine broke a Guinness World Record when he added 30 working gadgets to his Batman costume. Ooh. Let me ask you, would you want to hang out with this guy? Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to learn more. Keith Dinsmore is his name. He's from Portland. He started dressing as Batman for Comic-Cons and things like that. Way back in 2013, he decided to attempt the Guinness record in 2017 after learning it was held by someone else who had 23 functioning gadgets on their Batman costume. (laughs) So he successfully captured the record with 30 distinctive mechanisms including a bola, batarangs, a butane torch, a mini grappling hook, binoculars, a compass, fingerprint kit, tracking device, nylon rope, road flare, laser pointer, and more. Oh my gosh, that's next level. Everyone's familiar with like the Brampton Batman, right? I think so, yeah. Most people. Well, he went all out in even creating his own Batmobile. I mean, the Batmobile is cool, and I've been to a couple of different events and stuff with him. And I I was into it. I thought it was pretty neat. Would I do that? Probably not. But is I it thought neat? it I thought I think it is neat. I'm a, a but I'm a Batman freak. I I do love Batman. Batman's better than Superman. Whoa. Don't don't at me. Don't at me. Don't at me. And Michael Keaton was the best one ever. Whoa. What are me. we doing here? Don't at me. And it's interesting to me. I really really uh I'm fascinated. You know what it is? It's just, it's a fascination. It is very fascinating. Like I said, would I take part? Probably not. Will I stand around and watch and stare at that Batmobile and that Batman and all those working gadgets that you just mentioned too? Yeah, I probably would. He knows he's not Batman, right? 
He knows that's not actually his job to go out and fight crime. We're not fully clear on that. We're not sure. Like, maybe he wakes up in the morning and, 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 and asks Alfred if his suit's ready and things like that. <laughs> All I know is the guy that does it in Brampton gets money. Yeah. I mean, it's you can a, make money from that. It's a job. Uh, he gets hired and good on him. So you can call it whatever you want to call it, but the man's making dough. And yeah, I'm here for it. I'm all good with it. How do I figure out how to borrow that guy's suit and play with it for a little while without actually having to hang around with him for a little while? I feel like he's the kind of guy where maybe you're sitting on a patio somewhere having a few beers somebody runs across the parking lot maybe they just stole a wallet or something this guy's going after them and he's gonna throw like his batarang or his <laughs> butane torch at them or something which would be great if he was terrible like, at it like, dude just stop making a scene <laughs> in the opposite direction <laughs> let the cops do it that's their job <laughs> 30 working gadgets it's pretty impressive wow. how many times have we had a story where somebody put something in their body couldn't get it out so they went to the hospital and made up a fib about how he got there oh it happens all the time all the time man in india taken to hospital last week he said he swallowed his cell phone charging cord what but what but but why an accident i mean for all the times that no this cannot be done by accident for all the times that you've had your cell phone charging cable in your mouth and just oh i just swallowed it that doesn't happen that's not a thing this is not a thing that happens this is what he claimed goes to the hospital hey listen i need some help i accidentally swallowed my phone charger now cat if you swallowed something where in your body would it end up your stomach in your stomach right so the doctors thought all right no problem we'll probably have to do a little procedure here we're gonna have to go in and remove it from his stomach but this is the problem because the guy was not being truthful with the doctors and nurses Mm -hmm. they looked in his stomach and wait a second there's no charging cable in here let me move a couple things around it oh there it is it's in his bladder oh it's in his bladder how, how how did that happen, though? Dr. Scott, please explain. As it turns out, he lied about how that cord ended up in his body. He hadn't swallowed it. He actually put the entire thing in his urethra. How do you do that? How is that, how is that possible? Well, I mean, in, in the same way that you might insert a catheter. He did that with a phone charger. Some people like that sort of thing. I've never understood it personally, but that's what he did. And it somehow got lodged in there. And so they had to go into his bladder to extract it. Doctors say they were able to safely remove it. And the man is recovering. He is expected to be okay. However, his mental health remains a question. Sure. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that's a strange thing to do on a... Tuesday afternoon is think, huh, phone's at full charge. I guess I'm just kind of wasting the charger if the phone's already charged up. I know what I'm going to do with the charger. Man, if anyone asks me to borrow my charger next time, now I'm going to really think about it. Like, you know what? Before I heard about this story, uh, it would have been a yes, but it's going to have to be a no for me today. Yeah, listen, I don't know if you've heard, but there are people who do weird things with chargers, and I just can't risk it. So get your own charger from now on. (laughs) 
think that's amazing. Have you ever asked Alexa for help around the house? Yes. Um, I find, though, Alexa, not as good as Google. Google's very helpful. Really? I don't find Alexa to be as good. No, it's the Google search engine. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody goes to Google. Google has all the answers. Alexa sometimes, n- no good. They did a study. This was the University of Alberta wanting to know if these voice assistants are a reliable source of information during a life or death emergency. Imagine you're choking or someone in your house is choking. Okay, yeah. Would your first instinct be to ask Alexa what to do? Uh, uh, No, I mean, 911 would probably be my go-to. I suppose it could be a good backup if for some reason you, you don't have a phone nearby. They asked 123 different critical first aid questions about things like heart attacks, poisoning, choking, to the four most common digital assistants, Alexa, Google Home, Siri, and Cortana. They found that Google gave acceptable medical advice 56% of the time. Alexa, 19% of the time. Mm. Siri and Cortana did not come through at all. You know... I've uh, cut myself in the kitchen more times than I would like to recall. It never once occurred to me to ask Google, hey, how do I stop the bleeding? I might ask Google, hey, how do I get to the hospital? But I would never think to ask, how do I uh, make a tourniquet, for example? Uh, uh, Hey, this is weird. My left arm just went numb. I should ask Google what that means. That's never occurred to me. Could you see yourself doing that? I never thought about it until you just brought it up. But I mean, that, that they help us with all kinds of other things. So, yeah, that's good to know. I, I'm not surprised that Siri wasn't as helpful. <laughs> Siri is useless. Siri's, Siri is not, not very good. Apple's uh, pretty good at making great products. Siri is not one of them. Like, very, very unhelpful. Siri can do basic stuff, like make a phone call in the car. I find that's really about it. She doesn't mm. seem to know much of anything else. Siri, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'll call your mother. Like, no, no, <laughs> call 911. <laughs> Here's a recipe for pizza. No, that's not what I asked for. <laughs> it's so true, though. Every time. Every time, Siri, you're useless. The worst news for some. 24-Hour Fitness has filed for Chapter 11 Bankruptcy Protection. Oh, here we go. Here we go, right? Gyms have been closed for a very long time. And I don't even know what all gyms are doing. I I would think that they probably owe people for part of March when they got shut down. And they haven't really been able to collect any money. I know some of them have announced reopening dates, but nothing's been approved by the government. So those reopening dates are just tentative reopening dates. They're saying that they'd be ready for it if, let's say, it was okay. They're putting things in place. But we really don't even know what that's going to look like, right? Some people are saying it's going to be appointment-based. And and people are already complaining about it that, that spend a lot of money on these memberships, right? If I can't get an appointment at the time I want to, ugh, right? That's no good to me. Right, and that is probably the way it's going to have to work. You will have to make sure all your information is on file for contact tracing if there happens to be uh, an infection that wanders through the door. And you'll have to be distanced from other people, maybe even more than two meters. Because in a gym, uh, there's a lot of grunting, and there's a lot of sweating, and there's a lot of heavy breathing. And they might even go more than two meters. And 
hey, when the gym can't just open its doors and let whoever wants to come in, come in for a workout, when they've got to keep it to a limited number, that also limits how much money they can make. I really do feel bad for them, and I haven't heard about any bailouts for the fitness industry, but Mm -hmm. I would have to think that it's at least crossed the government's mind to help out these facilities. Mm -hmm. In some cases, uh, maybe they need a bigger facility so they can get the same amount of people in. Others might just want to go real small, raise the price a little bit, and just make it very convenient. Kind of like how a a golf course will cap the number of members it allows. Uh, You might not be able to find a gym to get a membership in when all this is over with. It's true. Some of it might look a little more like a personal training situation when you think about it, too. Some places might have to completely rethink what they've been doing and change that up. I mean, that's kind of everyone's got to pivot, right? We're always talking about the pivot. And gyms, most definitely right there, they got to figure out how to pivot and make it work. Well, what's interesting about this is gyms have for a very long time been getting people in the habit of cleaning up after themselves. When you finish using uh, weights or a machine, you go and you get that little spray. I have no idea, by the way, what's in the spray, but you spray it and then you wipe it down and everything is good. You might have to be a lot more thorough or they might have to hire people to wipe down equipment after somebody uses it to make sure that it gets done properly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You might have to make sure. You you have to... You can't trust everybody. I mean, you couldn't trust people at the gym before. What makes us think that you could now? Well, the one essential thing is when the gyms finally do reopen, you do not want to lick the weights or any of the machines. Oh, licking's out? No licking at all, Kat. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel bad. 24-hour fitness is probably just the first, and when many other ones reopen, and I'm not talking about the big chains, I'm talking about some of the smaller ones Mm -hmm. and some of the family businesses, they're going to have a tough go, unfortunately. Absolutely. We are still waiting to hear from the government about when they will be able to reopen. Somebody actually took the time to look at a bag from Arby's. It's pretty simple. You go in and you order your... Beef and cheddar original. Gross sandwich. Mm -hmm. They're going to give it to you to go in a bag. Have you ever stopped and looked at that bag, though? No, I mean, why would you? This person did, and they put it on TikTok. Those bags say they are rated to hold 25 pounds. Wow. 25 pounds seems like a lot of capacity for fast food. You probably couldn't put enough things in there that would weigh 25 pounds total. Seems a little excessive. So the guy thought, I'm actually going to go to Arby's and ask them, why do you guys have bags that will hold 25 pounds? Their response, perfect, on cue, like they were filming a commercial. They hold 25 pounds because we have the meats. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about bags. Certain places... We all know, good bag, bad bag. I don't want to call out Walmart here, but I'm gonna. Those bags at Walmart are basically rated for about three pounds and only about 10 minutes after you get out of the store. And then they're going to (laughs) break. And it's surprising because a lot of the time I find with Walmart, if someone's bagging my stuff for me, if I'm not using the self-checkout, they'll use like one bag per item. So I have to tell them, like, you, you you can put more in there. You don't need to just put one thing in. Can we put more in there? That'd be great. Maybe they know those bags break pretty Maybe easily. That's, like, okay, you're asking for it, honey. <laughs> but you put a couple of cans in there, it's done. 
right? You can carry it out to the car, and then that bag is not going to get all the way into the house with everything intact. However, some of the bags are good. In my experience, Longo's has probably got the best bags. They're fairly sturdy. They seem to be able to hold a lot. They'll even stretch a little bit mm-hmm. before they finally break. Okay. And you need that because, oh, and I'll give like maybe Zare's Superstore. I'm going to put them right in the middle. If Walmart's at the bottom, Longo's is at the top, Superstore, Zare's, places like that, they're right in the middle. It's funny. I never knew a lot about it until the pandemic because a lot of places I just brought my own bags. And then where I shop, they told me I couldn't use them anymore for a while, which, by the way, a lot of locations are especially the Zares locations are letting you once again use your bags. Uh, But for a while, I didn't. So I I did note I have taken note of a lot of these bag differences. I know people are thinking, okay, a couple of text messages problems have come in. Derek says no frills bags are the best Walmart bags this is a separate text only good for round objects in the Walmart bags (laughs) yeah you know I carried home my soccer ball and I had no problem at all yeah it is amazing how quickly they just split on you and usually when you are carrying a couple of them at once and you're like you're on your way you're so close to your front door and then boom or you're so close to your car and boom there goes everything speaking of which I always ask for as few bags as possible because whether I've got one bag or a hundred, I'm doing it in one trip, carrying it into the house. There is no way I am going to go back out and do a second trip. Nobody does. It's like a game. And you, <laughs> yeah. you've you never been more organized in your life I will than break. when you decide you're going to bring all the groceries in in one trip. You know which pocket your keys are in. You know how you're going to close the how you trunk lean, or the tailgate. You, you know you got to lean on one side a little bit more than the other. Maybe use your hip. I don't know about you, but sometimes oh, you yeah. use your hip a little bit. Get your hip into it. Even if you have to do a weird waddle to the door, you got this. And you will break your pinky before you have to go back to the car and get another bag. That's right. You're not doing it. Which arm do I like the least? Because that's going to be the one with the heavier amount of bags. <laughs> Other arm's going to close the tailgate on my this, SUV. Lift this one with my left hand. Man, I don't need it anyway. <laughs> You're like tying them to your belt. We're not doing two trips. No way. <laughs> you got one on your elbow, one right beside that, one up at your wrist, the other one on a finger. I got this. I'm good. Don't talk to me, though, while I'm carrying them. Don't talk to me and ask me questions. That's the worst, right? Cat. So, oh, what'd you get? What did you pick up? Was it busy? Shh. Don't talk to me until I'm finished putting these in the kitchen. Don't talk to me until I've dropped this. Hey, this is interesting. How long have people been waiting for this? Colin Kaepernick has been added to the Chargers workout list. According to the head coach, he would be a great fit for their offense. Really? He he fits the style Uh of quarterback that we want. It would be crazy to not have him on your workout list. We're happy with the three quarterbacks that we want, that we have, but we would like to get another look at Colin. Okay. Well, that didn't take long for Kaepernick to get a tryout. Mm-hmm. All Roger Goodell had to do was apologize and say he hopes somebody signs him. Okay, this is good progress. Here's the thing, though. Colin Kaepernick hasn't played mm. NFL football in a long time. Mm-hmm. And he was the one, obviously, who more or less got blacklisted for taking a knee. Whereas they blamed it on his skill. That wasn't it. He was uh, stirring it up. And some teams didn't like that. So it almost seems like there was a conspiracy to keep him out of the NFL. Right. With him having been off this long, what if he sucks now? Well, 
Okay, so I'm, you know me, uh, and you can vouch for the fact that I, I will take part in football pools. I don't watch football. I don't know a lot about football, the game. But the people who I know, who I trust, that do, say that he wasn't that great to begin with toward the end there. Towards, towards the, the end, end of his he play, was slipping. He was not the greatest player anyway. So I would be curious to see how well he would do. One thing is for sure, though, when the NFL season starts up, is there anyone who won't take a knee? I'm pretty confident first game, every Everyone, player, right? every roster is taking a knee. Yeah. Now, whether or not it goes on beyond that, I'm really not sure. But I do know that if Colin Kaepernick makes a roster, he's going to want the same money he was making before. He might not be worth that kind of money now. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a sport and a business. Everybody wants to win, and you want the best quarterback possible. Are, are you better off, I don't know, drafting some stud out of the NCAA or taking a chance on Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't played competitive football in, what, three years? Uh, it's not years? a bad idea for an organization to jump on board. And I know this sounds terrible as well, because really... And what some teams might do if they try to get him on their team is take advantage of the situation. And there's no shortage of people who would want to buy that Kaepernick jersey. And that could make the the team money. Alone. It will make a fortune. You know, do you know how mean? many people are going to sign up and get a Chargers Kaepernick jersey exactly. if he signs with the Chargers? Right? It's, it's a piece of history. And, and the history goes pretty deep now at this point already. And he hasn't even been officially signed anywhere. So I feel like the organization is making a smart business choice as well. And it's not just about the skill, which is eh, it's nice, but it's also kind of like, OK, yeah, they're doing it for the money, too. No doubt about it. We all know it's a bad idea to propose at somebody else's wedding. We do. Am I right? Right. Yeah, you that's, a do that. that's a terrible idea. That's a day about other people. It's not a day about you. This from Reddit. It is from a guy. His name is Oliver. He explains how he was asked to be the best man at his best friend's wedding. Being his first wedding. He was pretty nervous about giving a speech. Apparently, he ended up having a few too many to drink and became very drunk because of the anxiety about the public speaking. Now, prior to the wedding, he and his girlfriend had decided we're not going to get married anytime soon. They're just going to keep dating for a while. And she was good with it. She, by the way, was also in the bride's bridal party. So they're both up there. They're both sitting at the head table. He gets really drunk. His girlfriend decides, you know, I'm going to take him outside to get him some air before he makes a total idiot out of himself. Right. So he's thinking now, it's around 10 o'clock, it's getting a little dark out, he's got all the feels because he just watched his best buddy get married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is it. This is the time. I'm going to pop the question right no. here. Oh no! Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. He was expecting an overjoyed girlfriend to start crying and accept his proposal <laughs> right there. She did start crying. Oh, no. <laughs> As she was running away out of embarrassment and having to reject his proposal, 
which she shouldn't have had to do because she made it clear to him they were not getting engaged anytime soon. Then the bride came over. Now the bride's all upset because she wants to enjoy her wedding and instead she's got to console one of the bridesmaids who has just been embarrassed by her very drunk boyfriend who's also the best man. Was it the alcohol that happened? The alcohol happened, right? That, That was the problem here. Open bar, everybody. Tequila shot for you and for you. Yeah, you know, look, weddings are wonderful. And they I mean, you nailed it. They give you all the feels, right? You have those moments of like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for my wedding day, you know, or I can't wait till we're standing up there and it's our family and our friends. But that's just it. It's not. It's not your day. Shh, you sit down. Just shh, sit down. Stop it. But then alcohol, you're right, alcohol gets introduced a lot of the time, and that's where silly things happen. And, oh, this is brutal. They're still together, though? Yes? No. Okay. Uh, they right. need to take a break, yeah. according to her. Mm-hmm. So they have not been dating ever since. Right. Uh, best comment I've read on this thread is from someone who points out, you hit the full trifecta of badly timed proposals. Proposing to someone you know doesn't want to get married yet? Yep. Check. Mm-hmm. Proposing while absolutely hammered? Uh, Check. Don't do that. Proposing at someone else's wedding? Uh, Check. Uh, and then the poor bride. I mean, that's going to be a memory for the day. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Do you wonder, understand that? Forever. I wonder if the videographer got any of that, because that would be awesome. You know what, that's the kind of wedding I want to attend, but I just want to be eating the popcorn in the background, sipping on some wine, going... <laughs> This is great. This is the best show. I'm glad I paid that $350 entrance fee (laughs) because this, this is some entertainment. Yes. It it always amazes me how different the fast food menus are between Canada and the U.S. We're not that different from America, to be perfectly honest. And I don't understand why they have some of the things there that we don't have here and, and vice versa. I guess KFC in the States has potato wedges as opposed to fries. And now they're getting rid of their wedges to create a KFC signature fry. Oh. We have fries at KFC here, though. Yes, we do. Is that is that causing an uproar over there, or is that oh. a big deal? Are their wedges good, or why is it like, uh, are people upset? They're very upset. Okay. And that's surprising to me, too, because we're a very progressive society, and yet we're very conservative when anything changes. There's probably people out there who really don't care that much about KFC wedges that are probably going to get very upset about the fact that they aren't going to have the wedges anymore. I consider this progress. You don't need that much potato in one bite. That's the problem with wedges. It's too much potato for one bite. <laughs> you know, fries you get the are people, just fine. Though who put like nine fries in their mouth at once, which is basically the same thing. Yes. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The fry mowers, you know, they just like give her. Nom, 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 nom. They actually make that nom, 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 nom noise. And they dip them in ketchup, too, and inevitably some of it ends up on their cheek. It's hard to look at. But KFC in America, getting rid of the wedges, everybody.